This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on our mind. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. if you see me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, doing? It's your man Dame Gone Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. In the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you saw Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it's right. I don't report to no fucking body. And that's a fact. <laughs> God Yo. damn it. I don't. Up here at Shop Talk Podcast, you know the fuck what? Me and Jay, we the two niggas in charge. And guess who we don't report to? Nobody. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 253. Okay. We so, did have, which one of our listeners went back? And man, got that very together? faithful listener. Shout out to her. I don't know if I should want to put her name out there because y'all would probably go find her. <laughs> uh, but listen, we did fuck up. Like, it was way back on episode 222. We've been wrong on account for 33, 30 <laughs> for, for a quarter, weeks. For a fucking quarter of the year. You know what it was? What? Uh, I fucked up the count. Um, Right after me and Cheyenne did the 50 Cent and Ja Rule battle. Okay. Because that was like episode like 121. Was that considered a Shop Talk podcast episode? No, I didn't number it. So then, because I didn't number it, I renumbered it the next ah. week. And it's been it's been off for 30 weeks. Okay, that makes sense. Because I'm thinking like, look, why is this only episode 251? I, I said You were trying to figure it out last week, like yeah. a year ago. Oh, man, shout out to our listeners, man. <laughs> I love y'all, man. I really do, man. Especially really the people do. that's faithful to the shit. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all know my heart. It's <laughs> in the right place. <laughs> racist ass Jason. <laughs> I'm a racist, apparently. Anyway. Uh, what's up, my brother? How was your week, man? Uh, week has some has some ups and downs. So you know, I'm still. I've been talking about all my health shit. Like they yeah. want they there have been talks of like open heart surgery, and I'm just like kind of not with the shit because uh, how they got to do it. But I seen like two different cardiologists this week, and both these niggas. One of them was like, "Nah, you probably don't need the shit." Then the other one was like, "Well, yeah, I think you need it, but that's also the doctor that worked with the surgeon, and I don't really like fucking with." So, you know, yeah, I don't think he's gonna lie to you, my nigga. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's gonna lie to me, but I think like they pushing for it a little bit differently. So, I mean, I'm gonna I'm get in your best health. I mean, if it's in your best interest, you know, I'm gonna get one more opinion, and then I'm gonna, you know. Say my say my prayers on it, and then let let what needs to happen happens one way or the other. If I need to do it, I'm just gonna 
I want to get it done like late summer, early fall. My father had it. He had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah he, he definitely had it. You know, he was down for a minute afterwards, a lot of tired and, you know, but, you know, he bounced back. Yes. I mean, and I'm and I'm thankful that I'm young enough to still kind of do these things because if I was, you he said he was in his 40s. Yeah. So, 40, 41 or something like that. So, I mean, if I was like, I don't want something like a heart attack or some shit to happen to me. So, I'm, yeah. you know, I want to stay in front of it. So, I'm going to figure it out. If I got to do it, I just want to hurry up and get it done. But I do want to enjoy my summer. And no, like, and then you want to enjoy the rest of your life. <sighs> Fuck that summer. I need you. You need to have forty-eight more summers. You know. Okay. What I'm you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I didn't. I didn't want to look at it like that. Yeah, but you're, this summer, nigga, I won't. But you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do want to live to see next summer <laughs> and the summer after that. Yeah, you feel so. Me? Fuck. I guess I should just go ahead and do it when they tell me I need to yeah. do the shit. <laughs> fuck. You know. Thanks, Jason. Hey, man. We need. <laughs> I, I need, need to be. Here, my I need to be here. You know what I'm saying? I need to be here. I like that uh, water bottle. I know, man. It's an, a nice little uh, five, five, six round. <laughs> uh, I bought some. I got some more ammo. You know what I'm saying? I saw that. I saw that uh, this week. Green tips on you hoes. If you know, you know. Okay. Don't break in Jason's house while he's there. Or, t- <laughs> or, or within 400 yards. Because, <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, you know. I ain't got a chance to go to the fucking range, man. Because, like, ammo being relatively scarce. And it's higher than normal. Mm-hmm. So I got like a good stockpile, right? So like now I'm good. So any ammo I buy now, I can actually like go and shoot. Right. But like I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Like, you didn't want to get low on your artillery? No, hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I bought a home for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I, I, everything lined up, but with so much uncertainty was out there, I wanted to, I wanted to have a home base. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nigga, you are like prepared for I'm really the Armageddon and the stockpile. Like it's I got a bunker. I don't think bag. it's I don't think it's gonna be that serious when niggas gonna need bunkers. I don't have a, it's not a bunker. I got a bug out bag though. Your your house is essentially a bunker. I mean I bought it away <laughs> for a reason. I, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Uh I, so you know, I got, you know. I mean, you ready for the race war. Apparently, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be starting the race war. I know, I'm gonna keep fucking with you about that. Jason is a racist, man. Oh man, you gotta be careful what you say. You know what I'm saying? Die am not. You know what I'm saying? But you you do gotta. But we said some wild shit on this show, and we know like you cut and slice, and and just pull out the hot takes. Like you are gonna hear a lot of yeah, a lot nigga, of shit that I'm nigga, not gonna apologize for. Yeah, nigga can attempt to get me out of here any week if they wanted to. You can't cancel me with it's my shit. Well, you know the people fuck with me. But listen, I say it like this. The love is so real that the, the hate is irrelevant. Yeah, man. That's you know a bar. I mean? So that's a bar. That's straight from the church. So uh so what 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 Dame is alluding to, you know what I'm saying? Like on the uh I do another podcast, me and homie Ant. And if you want to hear the full story, you need to tune in to yeah. next Tuesday's episode of This Week in yeah. Culture. Tune in next week on This Week in Culture, uh a listener. Uh, sent in a blackberry letter she was not happy with me at all and um decided she wanted to to to, to school me and give me some lessons and a multiple choice question as well um but apparently you know i'm a racist and shit like that yeah so but we're gonna address it on on, on this I, week i address culture. it there but um i just want niggas to know like you can't tell on me. <laughs> you can't hold nothing above me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm my own band. This is my fucking show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's my show. It's my studio. <laughs> you can't. Everything me. is ours. You know, and I it's, it's designed that way for for a particular reason. You know what I'm saying? But that's enough of that, man. Yeah, Fuck man. that shit. But uh, I do listen. 
I listen to feedback. You know what I'm saying? So there's misunderstandings. They will be cleared up this week. Okay. In a very Jay Johnson way. Coming up on this week in culture. <laughs> shout out to my shout out to the homie Trinidad and the big three. Yo, um It's always a treat when players meet. Uh I was thinking, like, yo, what's up with Kwame, dog? I don't know. I've seen him pop up at a, at a couple places in the city. Well, I've seen pictures of him in the city, just like at I, random I seen places. Him pictures with niggas. I'm like, yo, if y'all, if you with these niggas, come holler at me, my <laughs> nigga. I have, and that's not even disrespectful. It's not disres- yeah, it's not disrespectful. But I'm like, shit. But if, if, you're, if this the tier that you fucking with, <laughs> I mean, we've been doing it for a while, and we would love to have a conversation. I'm gonna with reach you. out to his Instagram every single day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to his. Uh, I'm gonna I'm make. Let me look look at them look at this camera right here. Cause we've got the video back too, by the way. Uh Kwame, um, this is the home of your two most loyal supporters. Uh, I'm gonna say that again because that shit kind of sounds I don't know what up. you yeah, I don't know what word you're trying to sound out. Look at so listen, this is the home of two of your most loyal supporters. I mean, Absolutely. from day one, you got two of my votes. And if 45 didn't do that fuck shit and he would have actually just gave you the full pardon. I'd have gave you a third vote, but yeah. this is a safe place for you, man. None of that that um, it's no silly, no silly stuff. No we just, silly shit. <laughs> like we're not trying to embarrass you. We're not trying to no talk Wendy about William shit. You yeah, know what I'm we just want to talk. Like I want to, I want to know the mind state of somebody like yourself because, like at, at his age or my age now, he's being the, like if I was the mayor at this age, that's a that's lot. That's a of lot responsibility. of responsibility, man. It's just you know a what lot. Hey man, young man, young husband, young father. It's just a lot. That's a lot of all. pressure on you from I'm not all a, directions. And, and we're not excusing nothing that, that I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. But I'm, I'm just saying it's just a lot of responsibility from the, from the local media, the national media. Your mother been a your mother been in politics for years. Just people judging you because of your culture, because you was a little bit younger. Yeah, they didn't like your they didn't like your coat. They didn't like it. The earring, just a lot of petty stuff. Man, you got a safe place here, my brother. You got a safe place right here with Shop Talk Podcast. We're so half hour, forty five minutes, hour of your time. That's all. That's all we're asking for. So we gonna I'm gonna upload this video, and then once y'all listeners that y'all listening to now, I'm not talking to Kwame no more because the video was cut off for him already. Y'all tag him in this video because we need Kwame up here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all we asking for just it'd be a real straight straightforward episode yeah uh i think we can make it happen though it'd be the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> it's, it'll be up there i mean we have some good ones rick ross yeah uh i wish you could talk to rick again now that snowfall is like he never watched it i mean i'm just saying he may not never watch it but i'm sure something has to trickle back to him like i mean he said he's never watching he just he does interviews on it you know what i'm saying he but you know he said uh John Singleton snaked him. Um, you know, they offer him, they offer like the director and all these other people like $2 million plus money on the back end. They offer him $600,000 for, for this whole story and everything that's on to walk away. Like you're going to get this 600 and that's it. And then, you know, a couple months later, Snowfall was coming out. He said he thought John was different. I don't, I don't like when you try and little nigga solid people. I don't like that approach. Yeah, you can't you can't little nigga me. Yeah, that's fucked up. If you know, it, and it was all like, but not the John's day. He was he straight face was like, I mean, 
That's unfortunate, all that shit. But if a nigga snake me, <laughs> life in. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like you got a man got to stand on his principles. Hey man, every and man got to have a code. And if, and if that's what you stand on, then you know I got to respect it. Every man got to have a code. Man. Absolutely. So, you know, God bless. And man, this weekend, uh, I mean, uh, just speaking on snowfall, like the season is getting good. It's getting real fucking good. Yeah, it is, man. You know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> this nigga Lee is fucking up. Franklin is fucking up. Somebody got to Lee die. Lee ain't fucking up. That motherfucker was chilling, mind his own fucking business. And a nigga, well, he was going to kill. Uh, <laughs> he was, he was going to kill Scully. They seen him and started shooting his fucking car. That was self-defense. That's fine. But and. This is probably fucked up to this say. Wasn't, this wasn't even my beef. Okay, well, this is probably fucked up to say they should have shot. The, they should have shot the girl's mama. I mean, you have you ever, ever killed a kid? I've never killed a child. So I don't know how you're going to react because he was in shock right after that when he looked because he, he, he went around to, to finish them niggas off. Yeah. That's why he walked around and when he looked in the car and seen it was a kid. He kind of froze up. And then old boy was like, nigga, we got to go because it's been too long. We we going to fuck around and go to prison. Yeah. We going to go to jail. So he dipped. Like, I ain't never killed no kid. So I can't tell you how. I don't know the psyche of it. Yeah. Okay. But um. I'm, Ideally, in, hi- in hindsight, in hindsight, yeah. But like, yo, this wasn't even my beef. All this shit, Scully, and all this shit, man boy fought. Nigga, you started the beef. You at the season finale last year, you went and shot up the bottom. And then, and this was shortly after that, and that started their little the beef. Fun- and that was the funeral where he strung it, and he strung your man's up in the park the next day. And, and there's another fuck up on 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 man boy society is when we had the little ambush set up for you. Your man fucked it up and went and shot out shot early. Like your man that was in the car, you fucked it up twice. And not now that your your niece uh get killed, now you want to be buddy buddy with the nigga that you started beefing with. They nigga, he's an enemy. Like nigga, I'm in, I'm lockstep with you. That's my enemy, and now you friends with the nigga. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and man, boy, playing the game. That's some whole shit. Playing the game wrong. That's some whole shit. And then like I get it, people saying like, "Yo, he need to turn, um, turn, uh, Lee in." Lee family, Lee family. But you mean to tell me so? Like, look, I'm big time drug dealer, nigga, right? And a nigga gonna press me. To turn in my, my man, my man's, and you the reason that he got he 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 in this situation. In suck the first my place? dick, suck my dick. That's not how it go. How I'ma look? You know what I'm saying? How I'ma look? Is 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 even more how you gonna look to your crew? How you gonna look to the streets? How you gonna look to your damn self? Come on, man. Like you gave up your man's for some shit that you got him into. Nah, I know. I know it may. I know at the end of the story, at the end of the story, it's all gonna connect together. But Frank Franklin doing the right thing. I'm not giving up my boy. Now, if anything, maybe I'll handle the situation myself. If anybody gonna kill that nigga, it's gonna be me. Franklin got too many resources for this shit to be his problem. He don't got too many resources. Nah, he need to lean on some of them resources and make it What's somebody the resources? else. Resources. Uh, read. He, you you figure this shit the fuck out, cause if we go in a war, I can't slang I can't I can't slang it for cheap. In real life, he, I mean, he asked for help, but Reed said no. But that's the angle. Like, well, look, my nigga, if I'm dead, nigga, who gonna take? <laughs> who gonna move all? The, who gonna move all this product? Who, so, you, who you gonna trust to start over with? While you mid deep? Why I just matter of fact, nigga, I just why you're you, neck deep in this shit. Matter of fact, I just told you I'm gonna sell you more. I'm gonna sell more for you. No, <laughs> fix it. Like make make my problem your fucking problem. 
Yeah, Snowfall is a really good show, man. Tune in this week and coach. It's a lot of layers to it. You break that shit down. Snowfall feel like a HBO show. Um, I think if it was a HBO show, it'd be. It feel more of a Showtime show than HBO. Um, Facts. I'll follow you on that one. But I think it would be like even better. It would. Like I feel like. Now, don't get me wrong. They don't necessarily hold no punches on FX. <laughs> Not at all. They be motherfucker yeah. right on FX. But I just think that Showtime will probably get them a bigger budget. Not that they got a small budget. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to take nothing away from it. Like it's not. It just, just it probably looked like a bigger production. Yeah. And the camera work on on uh fucking Snowfall is impeccable. Yeah, it's great. I know what cameras they're using too. They're using some Aerial Lexus. But but I like like how they how certain tense situations. Remember last season when Frank. And Leon and Manboy met up and how it was just like that, spinning the whole time. Yeah. That shit was perfect. When they met up this week and like how they had that angle with Manboy and Franklin, shit perfect. It intensifies the scene. Like, it make it look like Manboy is right in this nigga face the whole time. Yeah. And uh, once again, Franklin, he doing what he's supposed to. Franklin is showing strength right now because I look weak if I let a nigga. Press me. A letter nigga who I told to stop beefing in the first place because you fucking up the money, who wouldn't listen to me, who kept getting in further and further. So fuck it. Now you done made me make a decision. Now I got to cut off one of my good supplies to, to take a side with you. I do that shit and you fuck that up. And now you flip swap, you flip sides and then you going to press me to turn in my man. Oh, fuck that. That'll be a week on you to fall victim to that. I'm showing strength. Now, the the, the weakness that, that'll, is... That'll be the move that'll take Franklin down forever. The weakness is, oh, I'm scared of my life, so I'm going to compromise my morals and give up my man. No, that's not how that shit going to go down. You know what I'm saying? If if anything going to go down weird or wild, I'm going to handle my man. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I'm not letting you do it. So, and I'm interested to see who Frank gonna bring in the soldiers because he don't he don't got a lot of niggas out there. Well, you expanding to uh to Arkansas and a bunch of different. That's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just interested to see how that's gonna go. Is he gonna bring in some outside killers? I mean, that's how it happened in real life. It does. Uh, so I just want to know, like, that's how gang. It's gonna be some down south killers that come up here and start to the gang shit start to multiply. And literally, that's how it happened. Like so, when the the, the drugs, is this the beginning of banging on banging in Little Rock? Like, no, in, in, like literally, that's exactly how it happened. Like so, when the drugs is popping, yo, we gonna and on the West Coast, we gonna send some niggas down to Detroit. We gonna send niggas from St. Louis. We gonna send niggas everywhere. And when they went down there, they was already gangbangers and they made sets and they put niggas on. That's how a nigga from insert a nigga from New Jersey can be talking about rolling sixties or rolling twenties. Like how you like y'all in New Jersey? Well, when shit was popping, expanded. we sent the nigga down there, and that's how it happened. Uh, they turned it into a franchise in real life. That's all. They just, just turned it into a franchise just to sell drugs, all for the money, oh, man. for the love of money. A lot of layers to that show. Uh, that's my karaoke song tomorrow. Really? For the love of money. Okay. Easy verse. Mine is "Do It, Do Me." Pause. Either Bell Biv DeVoe or Prince. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's going to be a lot of hip thrusting. Pause. <laughs> I don't think. I don't it's going to be a lot of hip thrusting uh, going uh, on from the boss tomorrow. Um, so man, Take a look at me. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. You finished? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done for now. I'm All done right. for now. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> well, how, how, what was the... Uh... <laughs> it was the Kanye West the first time. <laughs> don't say you will. Uh, 
Don't get me, don't get me geeked up. <laughs> don't get me fucking geeked up. I'm, I'm on that type of time tonight. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, look at that camera. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm on that type of time tonight. Hey man, Nas won a Grammy. Yo, let's talk about this. Nas shit, won a fucking Grammy, and you know what? What I don't like is all this backbiting and diss talk. Like, oh, this this is a participation Grammy. Yeah. Nah, bitch, it's a fucking Grammy, and it's a damn good fucking Nas album. Yeah, niggas who who made up their mind that they don't like Nas, um, they never gonna like Nas. But why not? Like, Nas may not be my favorite MC, but like when he drops something, like. I like I love rap music. I want to hear the new Nas. I just want to hear it. When you sent me the clip, the promo clip for King's Disease, nigga, I got excited immediately. Then Ultra Black dropped like maybe like a week or two later. Like I was ready. And King's Disease is a good fucking album. People say it's, it's just good. People said it's boring and slow as Nas. I'm like, I think Nas and Hit Boy are incredible together. They crafted a they crafted a good fucking album. And low key, I wouldn't have been mad with anybody who was on the nominees for the Grammys. If Freddie Gibbs would have won, I'd have been happy with that. Alfredo was good. If Royce would have won for Allegory, I'd have been happy as fuck with that because Allegory was good. Wasn't Sean nominated for for uh, Grammy or not for album? I think maybe a song. I think the him and Hit Boy song yeah. when Nipsey was nominated for a song. But I'm just saying, man. I it was just a lot of quality rap music that was dropping last <laughs> year. I'm glad that Nas got denied. Let me ask. So the album of the year, all those albums was lyricists. Facts. But niggas keep telling me, and I, I the bars is dead, lyrics is dead. They are alive the, and kicking. Are the album of the year from the Grammys? All of them, all the nominees was lyricists. Were bars? It wasn't no niggas was mad that little baby wasn't on there. I'm like, did little baby have one of those albums? Little baby had a really good album. It is really good. Yeah. He was very hot. Little baby is hot, and he can rap. And yeah, I'm about to say he can rap his ass yeah. off too. But when you think about allegory, the content and everything that's that goes high, that's in such there, such high level rapping. When you that's think such about high level rapping, um, Alchemist and um, Freddie Gibbs joint and Nas joint, like like this is a different level. It's that, very technical, high level rapping. Like what Freddie Gibbs does and the is incredible, is and the content is Fuck different. Yeah. So it's like. Because Freddie Gibbs give you that same type of content, rapping, violence, drugs, shooting, the same type of shit that little baby will rap about, but he do it differently. Absolutely. And that rapid fire flow and the way he switch up his flows, get, yeah. you know, and the way that he ride different beats, Babies and Fools is completely different from, you know, another track on the album. So, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's interesting that how people will equate the hottest person out with the best body of work. Like, I just don't like, I, I, I fuck with the album. That you can be hot out. and not have a better quality body of work than another MC. Like sometimes your time is just your time. You know what I'm saying? You, you catch a wave. Some of these niggas just strike iron at a specific time and that just be what it is. Yeah. The iron get hot and they, and they take the fuck off. But that doesn't mean like it's a lot of niggas that I like that are like, I love future, but do I think future has a better album than insert, I don't know, Nas, Hope, anybody, no matter how hot that nigga was at his peak or at his peak, I don't think he has a better body of work than them. Niggas think And future, I love Fuck Up Some Commas. I love March Madness. Niggas think Future is like one of the best rappers. They be like comparing like Future versus it ain't even it ain't even close. I don't get it. I get it, man. I I like Future. I really do. 
I'm, what I'm saying is I don't get like I don't get that argument. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get, get that argument. argument. Like I'm not that far gone. So let's talk about it then. So let me see if I can bring it up. Actually, what about Nas and his Grammy? No. Oh, we off that? I mean, it's all. Are niggas still talking? Or are we on this nigga still talking stupid about future? No, it's, it's relax. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm ready to go either way. Either way, I'm ready to. I'm ready to roll with bullshit. All right, let's talk about this shit here, dog. And why are we just talking about high quality rap? Like, man, we're really involved with some niggas that's doing some high quality <laughs> rap music. Shout out to the homie D. Rick. Jay, yeah, just man. let me hear some let me joints. Just tell you something, man. Music is about going in the studio, having fun, expressing yourself. Sometimes there's one person in there. Sometimes there's three persons in there. Sometimes there's five people in there. You feel what I'm saying? And it's all about cooking up the best. The but I'm gonna say this though: it, it, if you, you feel re- what I'm the saying? greatest, the greatest music in the history. It was a bunch of writers. Go back to the covers. That's right. right. Like people keep front. Like a lot of these great, some right. are some are greatest artists. Right. They didn't have people that write shit for them. Right. Or been around. Or you didn't seen the flow. You didn't seen flows. Like Beyonce don't write all her music. Rihanna don't like, write all her music. We the only ones that, that's so focused on writing. We the only we the only genre of music that's so worried about that. Everybody else, most of they hits, they didn't even write. Get, that's why rappers be having a limited shelf life. We have a limited life, yeah. Guess, 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 guess who don't care that Drake ain't write the, that music? The Kutunas? Huh? It's the woman that's gonna suck his dick at the end of the night. <laughs> they ain't sucking Quentin Miller dick. <laughs> they don't care about Quentin Miller. He is not on stage sinking it. We gonna suck Drake balls out his dick and spit him down at the end of the bed. Not Quentin Miller. Quentin who? It's real. Man, listen. Somebody gonna edit that from Drake <laughs> no, TV. No, no. It did sound crazy. No, nothing, no music, no talking. He exactly. just said it clearly. We gonna suck Drake balls. As <laughs> <laughs> no, long as we get no, paid. You didn't put the as long as you <laughs> get paid. I said they gonna suck Drake balls. No, you didn't. We said we, no. man. Uh, I ain't say no fucking <laughs> we. Fuck you just say we. About. We gonna suck Drake balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So listen. <laughs> That's some wild audio from, from Gilly is, the Kid. It's definitely a wild so, audio. I love million dollars worth of game. Uh, so what you think about this notion that um, that it don't matter and some of the greatest such and such have become. So what do you think about they, his argument? It really? matters for every genre except hip hop because we revere niggas off the strength of their pens. So like if your favorite to say a nigga is your favorite rapper, like you want to stand on the fact that like the the music that you know and love, like they wrote with they pen. And it's a lot of amazing pens in hip hop. Do they always make like big popular songs and hits? No, but like the niggas like last last week on the show, we was just talking about niggas that could just flat out rap. Yeah. I know Royce can just flat out fucking rap. Is he always going to craft a, a top 10 pop hit? No, but that's not the type of artist that he is. But I know his pen is impeccable. I just, I just think in hip hop, that shit just, we take a little bit more value to that. Or a little, not even more value. We just take a different approach to how we view somebody else writing your lyrics. I hate this fucking argument because it don't make sense. Like, Every different type of genre of music. Well, it's not rap music, one. But you use Beyonce. Nobody goes to Beyonce for bars. When you a singer, the talent that you're displaying is singing. Listen, you you present a, a full body of work to Beyonce. You present a done song to Beyonce because you want her to make a hit out of it. But besides that, if she wasn't even on the radio, you go hear people sing because they sing good. Because there's a note that they can hit that you can't hit. The 
the entertainment value of it is the singing. Yeah, you're right. Which is the reason that like when somebody goes up and sings a church song, yes, we all know the fucking lyrics to the song, but we don't want Miss Gladys to sing it because she sounds fucking horrible. We want Sister Stephanie cuz she we know she going to turn it out on the Sunday. So like what other genre of music are you talking about? Is it a one that actually sings because the talent is singing, not creating. That's just like saying But know, there's some good singer-songwriters out there. Yeah, for sure. But we don't care who wrote the song when we trying to listen for nobody listens the, to a Beyonce song. Be like, damn, they put her pen to the paper and, and fuck this shit up. No, they want the Beyonce song. That's it. Yeah. Because if not, then you would not sing it. You would just rap it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like to say that it doesn't matter is like saying, fuck it. Uh, whoever, whoever the poor, the poet Lorit is or whoever, who writes poems, it don't, if a nigga, Langston Hughes never wrote any of them fucking poems in his work and you find out it was somebody else, you mean you're gonna you gonna feel the same? No, the art and the entertainment value is the words that you're speaking. I like how you put that together. It is. It like, is. What kind of shit is that? Like a poet? Yeah, I didn't I didn't write it, but I said that shit. What? And, and then like when we talk about lists, you know, just touching on like Drake, for example, when we talk about the list of like greatest lyricists, like we don't necessarily tend to put Drake in those conversations. And this is the only. So and that's not a diss that he's not talented, but we just don't view him as that when we talk about hip hop music. The reason I brung, I played that clip is because Gilly is right. When he say people don't care, he talking about women because women don't care. No. Like historically, Speaking in general, not specifically, generally speaking, women ain't never been about the bars, so to speak. It's really been about how does this song sound? Facts. Now, I got I got a, I got a bunch they want of, something they can turn up to they, with their girls with something they can listen to while they in the car. And it don't matter if you, you can't you can't slaughterhouse for women you know, into, into liking hip hop. Like that's, that's the type of shit that we like, but like, they want to hear, they want to hear a bop. They want to hear that they jam. And that's what Drake is giving them. But he's found his lane and he, it's not even about Drake though. Cause so this started a conversation that I made some comments on there. Right. Come like your film. That's not, that's not the art that we, that, that's not the skill that's being judged, whatever. But women going to think that. And the reason it comes up is like, they be like, yo, Drake, one of the best, best ever, best and stuff. Like, you can like the music because I like the music too. But once you start categorizing people, let's get real then. Because like, well, we just have we have to have an honest conversation and to, to and not then, subjective. Yeah, and you have to take your feelings out of it. So someone said that we don't really care about bars and the music no more. It don't. I'm like, okay, that make I hear you. It was a young lady who said that. But then let's look at the, who who was up for a Grammy this year. Bars. Take a look at who, who is the top rapper every year. Drake, whether he write or not, he a lyricist. He he get busy with the what what what's what's being said is he get busy. Is Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Jay, like the whoever the top rapper was for that year, typically, they all was lyric, they were always rapper rappers who actually can get that shit out. Okay, so and and just while you're talking about it, I, I pulled it up. The the Grammy Award nominees for Best Hip Hop Album, it was Nas, King's Disease, D Smoke, Black Habits. D Smoke can fucking rap too. Thanks. Uh Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, a written testimony, J Electronica. J Electronica can fucking rap too. I mean These are rapper rappers. <laughs> 
God, yeah. So, these, so, so the narrative that don't nobody want to, nigga, they getting the they who get a, that's who getting the Grammy. These are lyricists, and if you put all fi- if you put all five of these niggas and Royce the Five Nine the allegory, if you put all these artists in the same room, like and ask them to outrap each other, it's gonna be a long fucking day. It's gonna be a lot of lyrics thrown around that room. These are incredible rappers, all of them. I like, love the Smoke album. It's some shit that we do to pass the time. Yo, this shit is cool. But you know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you be dating and shit, like you know what, yo, I'm having fun out here. I'm doing this. But you know that ain't the one. <laughs> and when the one comes, and when the one comes, the rest get the fuck on. Yeah. Like all that boppy shit, that's cool that you like that. I like going out to dinner with her because she cool. She got good conversation. But like when that other one available, <laughs> that's who I'm dropping everything for. And listen, fast food and whatever Chipotle is made out of is great when you want that. But at some time you want a home cooked soul food. Fuck yeah. And them Grammy nominations, those are the soul food. Home cooking. Of, home fucking cooking. Of the music and shit. I like that analogy, nigga. Um, so how we gonna bring all this shit together is uh, earlier this week. Tyler uh, Creator won hip hop. Won some shit last year. Yeah. What you think about niggas shitting on the Grammys? Because I've changed my mind. I just think it's pointless. Like, if you don't want to go and don't support it, then just don't. You don't have to announce it. Like, your presence or your lack of presence says everything that's needed. Like, it's niggas getting their feelings about awards and award shows. Because I saw, like, The weekend was talking about he'll never submit music to the Grammys. Like, niggas really getting their feelings about that shit. And I understand, like... You you play a game for the accolades for the for the championship. The yeah. Grammy is essentially the championship, and when niggas feel slighted, they get in their feelings. But like, just con- creators are going to continue to create, and people are going to critique whatever you create, good, bad, and different. What's your favorite mu- music genre? My favorite music genre has got to be hip hop. I mean, second Me to that, too. I'm you know R and B, but I don't listen to. I love rap music. I do too. Like I, 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 mean, I listen to rap music every fucking day, and I like all types of rap music. I've listened to it. I've created it. I've sold it. I produced it. I've managed it. I've marketed it. Like I've done everything around. Same it, right? exact thing on this side of the table. Um, and I'm I'm very well versed in it, from the history of it to the current whatever. I'm not so versed in country music, right? Right. I'm just not. So if there was an overall album of the year not genre and insert my favorite rapper is paired against the top nigga in country and the country wins. Can I say that my nigga lost if I don't even know what is quote unquote good or bad about the other genre? I mean, but that's essentially what's going on. Taylor Swift and one album of the year, three different times. She won it again this year. I know Taylor Swift makes some type of contemporary, is it country music? Whatever she make, I ain't familiar with it. I don't think niggas realize how fucking big. Taylor Swift is white Beyonce. She's huge. Like, she's fucking She's a, huge. She might be bigger than Beyonce on the white side of things. No, Beyonce's oh, no. bigger. But she's she's humongous. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, maybe, it's King maybe, Kong and Godzilla. Like, humongous. <laughs> right? Like. She's out of there. But if you never even listened to the other one, how do you say somebody got robbed? Because your opinion. It's just your opinion about the shit that you like. Now, I got strong opinions about a lot of shit, right? Right. But that don't mean my my opinion, like, reigns supreme. 
I don't know enough about Taylor Swift to give you like an educated opinion about it. I, I hear some of the music only when like I be in passing. Sometimes my kids may play it. So like I, my knowledge of I didn't even know Taylor Swift put out a fucking album to be honest, like because I'm just not in I'm not in the loop of that. Like I I fuck with hip hop. I'm on I'm on every Friday, every Tuesday seeing the hip hop releases because that's what the fuck I listen to. But I wouldn't I wouldn't know to tell you where the fuck to find no Taylor Swift shit at. Like I I love I love hip hop music. That shit mean more. It's it's important to me when I hear a motherfucker going through. Uh, a situation in rhyme that I can relate with that shit has a certain energy with me. Who am I to tell insert next nationality here that they favorite person don't have just the same amount of impact or bigger impact than them. Facts. I don't know that is it ain't, it ain't, it ain't right. Cause none of this, all of it is an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Now this is the billboard awards. Nigga, that's numbers. Nigga, I, I killed you on the billboards. This is my award. That's when you can say a nigga get robbed. But like if more people. But niggas never say they got robbed at the fucking billboards. <laughs> niggas never. never say that shit. But if more people like this project for whatever reason. Nigga, if we just. Because this is how they make it seem. We black, we lost. They white, they won. Right. Well, fuck that's, that, that's an emotional reaction. Let's just say that's the case. Well, there's more of them. So if they voted on some shit like you just lost the vote. Niggas just got to stop being emotional with the shit. Just continue to create great bodies of work. Yeah, man. And just, you know, understand that you're going to be critiqued and maybe you might create. See, the thing about greatness is you never know what's great while you're in the midst of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody. No, not everybody. Kanye. You just, you put, you crafting, you have an idea, you're crafting a sound, you have a direction, but you never know that like when this releases, this is going, this is my magnum opus. This is my, you know, it's my masterpiece. Yeah. This is my masterpiece. You never know when you're in the midst of that shit. It's a song about cannabis. I, I know what it is. I know. See, look at that. That's his I, I, because third I, album. Because I listen to I listen to rap music. Is Cannabis one of my favorite rappers? No. You know every song title. Shit. I was because I was I also respect lyrics. I also respect lyrics. I'm not going I'm not going even tiptoe around that shit. I tell you why this shit is so skewed today. Um billboard numbers and everything, right? Cuz this shit is based off streams. And it's hard for you to quantify that. And I'll explain. You drop a project, I drop a project. You have, in the first week, you got 10 million streams. My first week, I got 5 million streams. Who album performed better? I mean, according to the numbers, yours did. Yeah, because you got your 10, I got 5, or whatever. Ten, yours ten, is all, 10 is more than 5. Yeah, but how many unique listens did you get? Because that number is never thought about. So say you got a bunch of streams. That don't mean that your album was better. That means your core group. Let's say you got 30,000 hardcore fans who going to listen to that shit all day, every day, no matter what. Right. But I had 200,000 people who listened to my shit. Only 30,000 people want to hear your shit. They just going to listen to it a bunch of times. But 200,000 people actually listen to my shit. And because they like adults, they don't listen to it for like, it's not, it's not a. And then, you know, another thing that's skewed with streaming that people don't talk about, like there are such things called streaming farms yeah, where they, your label will pay somebody in a room with 300 iPhones to stream your shit all day long. But I don't think it's fair to ju- judge 
2010 and beyond the streaming era on the other era because Aretha Franklin dropped a fucking project. Niggas went out and bought a record. We digested music differently. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what the streams of Tupac would have been in 1995? You know how many times I've listened to that fucking tape? It was, it was if just, we if, if 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 what would get Richard Die Trying had done had it dropped at the at the peak of the streaming era when niggas are when niggas are shipping gold and platinum. I mean, day one, a million people bought it. Who knows how many streams they got? Day one, a million people got this album. It's not even a fucking comparison because now you saying oh niggas got- is going niggas is going double platinum in the bootleg era where I could have your shit a week before it came out if I had Kazaa or I was on some other site like I had it. They, it it got to be two different met like after the streaming era y'all need the y- metrics got to be a little bit different. Yeah, it's like before the shot clock era or before the three point line. Yo, this There's is- an asterisk behind next to, you know, the, the new stats, because prior to the shot clock being in existence, like the game was just different. Fam, can you can you imagine a time where there's no three point shot, three point line? No, they talking about because of Steph and uh, when and, I look uh, at Steph, niggas like Dame Lillard, they talking about because of them, they won't be surprised if they actually add in a four point shot, like right around the half court shot time I mean because niggas hit them shots like relatively normal now them two hit it like it's water but like yeah. everybody right Dame will pull up take two steps past half court and pull that bitch up now you be thinking like man that shit sounds stupid that's too that's crazy nigga was crazy when they introduced a, a line that said this is for three points yeah and at some point if they do that there's gonna be a group of people who grew up in the era and <laughs> where niggas po- shoot four pointers and they're gonna blow that shit out the water 20 30 years from now they can be like yo this is the greatest score of our time because nigga you get an extra point so when you say yo michael jordan is the greatest score of our time and if it was a nigga who was just dominating on two-point plays when they, but they say it sometimes in the three-point era yeah in the th- we need in the streaming era because this shit ain't fair. Like, Will Chamberlain dominated the game in a different fucking era. It was it it was relatively easy for him to score 100 points. It was just a different era. I think he averaged like 50 points a game that season. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. So the game was the game. Every game evolves after a while. Every yeah. game changes. Um. I want to I want to play something because we talk about Drake and music and all the other shit. Right. It was something I sent you earlier today. I want I want to have a little discussion about it. All right. Um, I'm gonna play this little part. I gotta find it um, because I had no idea what this line meant what, first time I heard it. Uh, <laughs> another one. Another one. Dog, niggas is light skinning this week, man boy. <laughs> now Drake. Yeah. You throw it back like one love. Even let me slash on the tour bus. Yeah, I told her but she don't do enough. Even though you in a hood, I'm still pulling up. Dip, dip straight to your doorstep. This a real thing. Can you fit? Um. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ass on what's that? Yeah, I need it all right now. Last year I had drama girl, not right now. I would never go and check. Last year I had drama girl, not right now. It's a double on Andre. That's what you would call a double entendre for y'all who don't know what a double on Andre is. So this week on Drink Tramps, um, Nori had a. Uh, Why is the audio so bad on Drink Tramps? 
It's 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 atrocious. It's it's appalling. It's intentional. <laughs> like that audio is so fucking trash, dog. Like they muck. They microphones are just props. Them bitches be on a table pointed upside down. Like there's no fucking way that your audio should be this fucking bad three four years in with all the fucking money and sponsors and advertising that y'all got. And Drake Chaps, I love the show, man. I, I don't really, listen to that shit though. It's hard to listen to. I don't keep up with it like I should. I heard Cameron on this week's episode. I, when it's something major, I go look into that. But like, I'm not listening. I can't, dog. On top of that, you be extremely drunk. Yeah. Like, that's a bad mix. Bad lucid. audio and... <laughs> they be lucid drunk. No, I can't do it. Okay. But DJ Drama, Cassidy, and Michael Blackson, they're all from Philly. It was like a Philly episode. Um, I had never heard this shit before, but Nori just come out the out the out the woodwork and say, "So, uh, drama, uh, Drake, uh, smash one of your girls." <laughs> like what? Uh, I didn't was, see that shit coming. And he was like, and he was like, "Well, how I was supposed to say it? Well, did he have sex with a girl that was affiliated with you?" And drama said, "Yeah, not why, not while they were." He said, "Not while they were together." He don't know. So the 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 background of that is is Drake smashed one of um drama old girls. When is baby mother? I have no idea. Okay. because uh, that's not my business. Uh I li- and I literally have no idea. Um so that line was I had <laughs> last week I had a drama, drama girl, girl, not right last now. Last year I had drama girl, yeah. not right now. It was a double entendre, but there was a there was something there. So Drama being from Philly, Meek being from Philly, mm. and Quentin Richard Quentin Miller. Miller working with Drama. Drama is the person who let Meek hear the reference tracks for Quentin Miller writing for Drake. And based off of that, that's when Meek went and did his old Drake thing. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, well, you see. He says this has nothing to do with nothing. It looks like he and, had a little and emotional. And the time frame or the timeline may not match up, whatever. But the 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 rumblings was because he hit your girl or one of your exes. Because niggas be kind of you know emotional about about they they women they ex women niggas niggas getting their feelings about the shit. Like and, let's um, call it what it is. And then yo, since that happened, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna show Meek this record of you and then that shit kind of I had no idea that this 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 happened. I'm I'm with the petty beef. I'm with it. I'm with it. Drake is Drake is lightweight and assassin. He a sniper when it comes to some of this shit, man. Damn that did I had I had last, last year, year I, I had, had drama girl, girl not, not right, right now. now. Then when then you like, let, like hold on hold on hold All on. All right, on. nigga. I mean, the game is the game, but like niggas playing that bitch dirty too. Wait a minute, listen to the lyrics of this song after this, though. I need it all right now. Last year I had drama, girl, not right now. I would never go and chat what we talking about. You the only one I know could fit it all in a. Ooh! Like, if a nigga put that out. He did put it out. I'm saying. And we rap right along with it. No, what I'm saying is, if a nigga. This is on some Jay Z um, Ether beef type shit then where, where a lot of layered language in between raps and if you just listening just to you know bop your head with it you're gonna miss shit is that your chick was a diss to Nas it was on the low it was that's why I don't know if I said this on like Memphis Bleak really started the Nas and Jay-Z diss he did um because he thought he heard that Nas was about to diss and listen to Memphis Bleak mind right money right ready for, he's talking about Nas in the song and that um 
is and that not, your chick? That whole fucking song. And when you look at that video again, how they looking in the camera and shit, like, is that your chick? Cause why she all in my whip? That was the Jay Z. I'm Didn't Jay Z say something about leaving something on the baby seat, yeah. and that's your and that's your chick. And Nas played around with thinly filled, thinly layered, you know, jabs for a while too. Because on that QB project, oh no, you didn't want to know whose life was written. That like that was a whole that was a whole rebuttal to Bleak and Jay Z. Yeah, but like this shit happened. The life I'm living, the ice, the women. That was that was all to Jay and, and Bleak. But it's like, yo, like, I don't, man. It's one thing, you know, you be, you do whatever you want to do. But like, you kind of getting kind of greasy and you talking to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of niggas don't like Drake. Cause from, from behind the scenes, he do a lot of, you know, some things that. <laughs> Even in front like. of the scenes, he do, he do, he do a little bit of fuckery. But no one can do anything because he's still the hottest right now. So it's just a bunch of niggas who biting their tongue and they can't really. It was. It's almost like the, the Fifty Cent syndrome. Like when G Unit was at his top, when it was on top and Fifty selling Diamond and all these other niggas going platinum. Like the label is going to back. They're going to support the nigga as long as you hot and you selling niggas. Niggas have to bite. They they gotta bite down because I'm the nigga. I'm the nigga at the top of the ladder. But as soon as you drop off. Niggas not answering your calls. You're not making hot music no more. Niggas, it's going to be another nigga that's going to come along and do the same shit. He's just going to shit on you. This is this is exactly what I think about when I hear that. Okay. J.D. Yeah. Nigga, you going to be alright. <laughs> you done made mad dough. True. Probably done fuck crazy bitches. You know that. And you still making hits. True. I just want to tell you, y'all, don't burn no bridges. Because the same people you see coming up is the same people you're going to see coming down. What? Bitch, I ain't coming down. That's Drake. He like, bitch, I ain't coming down. That's so funny. This is not a song. It is. <laughs> uh, but, like, um, a lot of people, that's what, that's what killed 50 Cent, though. Because, like, when I was on top, I was shitting on niggas. And then when I and I can act a certain way, I can move a certain way because I'm the top nigga. And when you on top, that's what you can do. Now, is it always advisors as what you should do? I don't know that everybody can do that when they on top because Depends sometimes on how big you get. Yeah, but sometimes it's a concerted effort to bring you down. And then now, now what? I mean, but Fifty was like the industry bad guy, and everybody wants to take down the bad guy sooner or later. Yeah, well, niggas ain't get together to get a Fifty, but I'm speaking in general though. Like when you the when you that bad, when you that, when you not the nice person up top, that normally does happen. Drake is an antagonist, but he's just so he's so big. It's it's like a dog barking at the moon. Like I'm is too Drake, big to hear you. Is Drake the real industry plant? Because he have white Jewish kid from Toronto who was an actor, and they got him because this this could be the best role he's ever played, right? It could be because we 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 know he was a. a, a the tough guy life he raps about we know never lived. we know we never lived that we legitimately know that you're an actor and then later on in life we found out that niggas have created in a whole entire song and you just repeated it it's different from a nigga helping you out with a bar or y'all creatively coming up absolutely when, when somebody raps an entire fucking song and then you just you go in the booth and rap it like this We'll that, vocally coach you through it. Yeah. That's like, well, niggas always been having help. That's not help. Nigga, that's someone who wrote an entire song for you. Right. 
But that's, like that's very different. But like, what if this is the biggest problem with the whole Ghost Rider and all this shit? Is like we don't know how long that's been. What if that was the whole thing? As the consumer, I just I like the good music, right? Mm-hmm. But as someone who participated and has a vested interest in the in the art in the art form, you look at it kind of wild. But that don't mean I don't like the records. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy them just as I I, I want to rap with for free. Yeah. I, I enjoy just as much as the next nigga. I'm not gonna be like fuck this nigga. I hate him. I'm just never gonna put you next to the high. You in a different echelon. I, I just wonder sometimes, like some of the songs that I I like. I like the first mixtape that he not the the first mixtape that actually got like a little bit of buzz. What what was it? Nothing was the same. No. Um, uh, fuck. I know I'm fucking up the name of the shit. It had November 18th on it. Yeah. Uh, successful views oh, from the six. The views from no, the, it wasn't. It, views was one of the albums. The, I'm, you know what I'm thinking? Because Cheyenne used that as her album. Co- I mean, her uh, views from the thick podcast, and yeah. I was thinking of that. Um, so far gone. Yeah, that's it. So far gone. Yeah. Like, you know, to think about some of the shit that I thought like he may have wrote and just kind of weaved in like some of the flow patterns, some of the ways that he weaved in and out of them bars. Like the thing that he didn't really, really write is like it takes some of the luster away from it. It do. I, but I still enjoyed the music. Last year when he did it or I don't know, okay, technically it was part of the year before last when he did an interview with um, Elliot Wilson and Elliot asked him about it. And he was like, he didn't deny it, but he said, "Hey, but I write, but I write all of my timestamp records, the the four a.m. and this and yeah. six and a. I'm like, that's what we doing now. Like when you when, when when niggas try to figure out like how many like well, but I but I write all those. Like what other ones did you? <laughs> and I, how do I know that? Like that's supposed to be good enough. Like how do I know that? We didn't know Quentin Miller was writing. If it wasn't for you snaking drum girl, like yeah, I mean, we would have never known. It's it's just what it is. Isn't it's just it, what it is. You know what? It's it's a slippery slope, but I mean it, it it is what it is. Outside of Drake, just in general, we don't like imposters. Like when you find out somebody's an imposter, you don't still give them the same credit as an imposter. Because you feel like have they been playing me the whole time? Yeah. Now, Has it been genuine or have you been playing me the whole time? Now, I know I just said a big what if about Drake, but that's on some hypothetical shit. And I'm not tall him an imposter right now. But generally speaking, niggas don't like imposters. Remember we find out when Millie Vanilli wasn't writing this, wasn't even singing the song? Nigga, right in the middle of their performance. Niggas vilified Millie Vanilli. Why ain't y'all, y'all didn't tell me, we don't care, we just like the songs. No, the fuck, y'all was like, them niggas not singing? <laughs> When the tape skipped, them niggas was exposed. And niggas never, and now they're, they're a laughing stock. You know what I'm saying? When like, oh, that nigga Millie Vanilli on stage, you know what the fuck they're talking about. They, they're not revered because essentially they're doing the same thing. Like, you just need two niggas to sing on the shit. We got the look. We got the moves. We can, we, we have the performance aspect, not the talent. Yo, ain't nothing sacred no more. No, it's not. Nothing is sacred. It's not. It's just fucking not. And that whole argument, but man, other genres. Why the fuck you worry about other genres? I don't care what happened. You in hip hop, Gilly? <laughs> Nigga, you ghost wrote. That's why it's okay for him because I I make my living that way. And I a, wrote records for niggas. And a lot of your favorite rappers make a living that way, like just writing other niggas' records. Who can't? Sometimes niggas get stuck. Like writers niggas, block be be I a know, motherfucker. I know people who sell songs. 
it's a lot of uh, Def Jam uh, representatives and run and, and Empire representatives who run around the city all the time. Niggas write a song and they sell it. I I know niggas that, that have sold songs also on on huge on platinum on platinum albums. I mean, it's, this so, is how the game goes. And that's how it goes currently. Maybe well, that's like, probably how it's always been. Not for rapping though. Well, I can't even say that because it definitely. So remember, nigga, Sugar Hill Gang stole that shit from another rap group. Well, not the Sugar Hill Gang, but um, Big Bang Hank. The the it was one person who wrote all the verses. Grandmaster Cas wrote hip, all of that. Hop, That's Grandmaster Cas. He wrote all of that. But um, but that was at the very beginning of this shit. But things changed. Like you know, no, that's that's the, not the things changed. That's the way things have always been. No, Nothing changed. So it's always been that way. That's the first big album, and somebody that's the first big hip hop song, and somebody ghost wrote it. Yeah, but I'm saying shortly after that, when people saw that, they went and started writing raps to do it, and they because everybody assumed that people was writing their own raps. It changed from that song though. Like it wasn't like niggas weren't like they was going through underground because like people went through city to city and underground shows and showcases looking for talent. Because if I just had a nigga that can just write everything, I, I wouldn't be looking for new niggas. Nigga, put an ad in the paper. Huh? Bring him up here and just say this shit. <laughs> like, they were looking for people who had a different, unique sound. Now, it's so easy for you to sell a song because everybody raps the same. Like, Onyx didn't sound like nobody. Mob Deep had his own sound. Busta Rhymes had his Cube, own sound. NWA. Everybody had their own Snoop. sound. Now everybody sounds the same, so it's it's real easy for me to get. I mean, I know yo the the I know it's gonna be an eight oh eight on here. I know the the the, the drum pattern. I know uh, how many BPMs is gonna be. Look, man, the rap that stands out is the rap music that we revere, plain and simple. It's and the, the Grammy, rap music that we revere, and the Grammys tell you that because it's a lot of artists that y'all love. Y'all love them bops. Them niggas don't be around. You know what I was thinking on my way up here, you know, I, I got like a list of shit that I listen to to kind of like get me ready to to do the show. Yeah. And like while I was just going through my shuffle, Offset uh, album popped up and the, the single he had with Cardi, Do Anything For Clout. Like all these Migos niggas dropped an album. Now they are revered to a certain extent as a as a three man unit. You know what I'm saying? Like people people enjoy their music, but like as solo artists. Like, nigga, Quavo album should have been huge, but it, it was not. Because y'all don't really love that shit like you say you love it. Y'all don't. And what's funny is uh, they can actually rap. When as you see them on, like, these freestyles, I seen these niggas on Tim Westwood, and they was, not Tim Westwood, it was another, uh, it was another uh, uh, DJ over in England, and them niggas was going in. Like, because I listened to, I listened to Culture. Takeoff was going in. I listened to Culture, I listened to Culture too last week, matter of fact, uh, What's it? Stir Fry, that's my shit. Uh, I love Stir Fry. That shit is fucking... But, like, they can rap as far as, like, cadence, rhyme patterns, and schemes. At first, it, when we was kind of blinded by, or, oh, everything is mumble rap, mumble rap, they not mumbling. They actually rapping, and they got a, right. a, a very specific cadence. And it's, it's difficult to do for some folks. You know what I'm saying? So they can rap. Their content ain't, like, groundbreaking, but, like, them niggas can actually rap. And you know what I'm saying? They wrote for the Carters. They they wrote going ape shit for Beyonce and Jay Z. That's a fire. That's a fire. <laughs> and we we've heard the reference track and we've heard the 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 final copy. Niggas wrote for Beyonce, not Jay. Jay rapped his own. Okay, verse. that's <laughs> that's fine. But they did. Them niggas wrote, them niggas wrote raps for Beyonce. That's got to mean something. 
that's got that's got to be a good fucking check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a decent check, man. I signed that non-disclosure for that check. Even if it wasn't a decent check, you would still take it though, because that means I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a bigger check in the future just because Absolute. my name was you absolutely. Know what I'm so I don't. It's worth the opportunity at that point. Fact, not my resume straight. Oh, you did a you did you you, you wrote on Beyonce album. Fuck yeah. I want some of that because I want because I want to be like Beyonce. I want some of that juice. Yeah, I want some of that sauce. And you know what? Now this sauce gonna cost you. It's gonna. I'm gonna fucking tax the fuck out of you. It's gonna cost you. Yeah. Man, that's interesting, man. Um. So, at the end of the day, I do think that as consumers of music, if you, strictly as consumers of music, we wear we worry a lot about shit that don't got nothing to do with us. Right. Um, first week numbers, how big an artist is. Um, if we wanted to see them do more and all this extra shit, like fam, did they drop an album? Did you like it? So insert your favorite rapper here. Who's not on, on the Grammys or anything like that. They still release projects that you can use, that you can listen to on the internet. Right. Whether, yeah. whether, the rest of the world likes them or not, like that's what you should be focused on, right? But Projects that you enjoy. That's it. But we have, I think because of 50 Cent. Um, Niggas are consumed with them first week numbers. 50, J, it kind of was like J, around 98, the shit started switching about niggas talking about, um, J was like, nigga, your single was 99 cents, mine was four bucks. Um shit, Noriega, I sold 163,000 in my first week. That got that means I got more fans than you, bigger plans than you. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas start talking about numbers, and it was like, as the listener, you'd be like, oh, 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 well, he is better than you then. And you get into that whole combat of I like my artists more than you. But fam, we just consuming the music, right? That's it. So like why it shouldn't matter who had a better first week and who got the most money. You should be there for the music. But we don't. We clearly not here just for the music. But but you're right. Like Fifty Cent made that shit like a like it was a joke. Like he would he would uh pretty much chastise and ostracize niggas who didn't go platinum. Oh, what you what the fuck you sell? You know that 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 became the running joke, and that's why people started to care about that shit. But like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if you if like that's your favorite artist. What does it matter if they went platinum or not? Like just support the music and get behind it. Man, I've been listening to the. You don't same. have to ride. Like there's no raid. There's no wave to ride a platinum for you. There's no benefit of it for you. You just like what the fuck you like. Yeah. Um. I've been listening. Once I like an album, I'm, I like it forever. Like I, I'm, I still listen to shit from '98. I listen to shit from the '90s. Like once I, this is in my my lexicon forever. It's, it's not gonna stop. I put all eyes on me on at least once a week. I mean, I love that fucking album. I listen to Life After Death at least one songs from Life After Death at least once a week. I love that album. When I, I was, just do. Uh, when I was uh, making comments on one of them pages, somebody hit me with a, "Come on now, OG. I don't know this nigga. He called me OG. So you old nigga now. Uh, come on now, OG. The average rap fan nowadays doesn't listen to bars." If that's the case, Cassidy, Common, and Crooked Eye be number one every single week. It's about the feeling, which is all music is at the end of the day. I can respect that opinion. But what do you mean the average friend nowadays? Nigga, I didn't die. 
Like because people, people, people put a shelf life on hip hop. Like once you get to a certain age, it's like oh, I don't want to support this rapper no more. Jay Z is in his fifties and he's still making competent rap music. Forget Jay Z. Forget the artist. The listener. You. You didn't go nowhere. <laughs> Just because new I'm people, I'm forty and I love hip hop just as much today as I did when I was seventeen. Just because new people enter the market, that don't mean the other people leave the market. Now it's more. Like people get like, no, y'all got to move out to nigga. Listen to whatever you want to, but like, there are people who care about music still. And then why? Like I like to listen to these young niggas too. I like the old niggas. I like the young niggas. I mean if a concert comes and like it's some niggas I want to see, I don't care how old I am. I want to go see that shit. I think people just assume, well, not even I think whatever you like. People are stupid. Well, no, people are they're stupid. Viewing things from their own perspective, which is sometimes stupid. You think that what you like everybody else likes and don't can't can't nobody else like this shit niggas think tupac whack like look man my, my daughter when i picked her up this week from my mother's shirt she had on a tupac shirt i'm like damn i didn't know like listening to the car impressed that on my baby i'm like when she got in the car i'm like so what's your favorite pox on she's like i don't know she's like i just like the shirt <laughs> she's like i've heard a couple of them from you and mom but she's like i don't uh, out the shirt master Jordans, and that's why the fuck she got it. But like, <laughs> to me, like I could put on "I Get Around" or "Ambitions yeah. of a Rider" and still feel something from it. For, she's in a whole different generation. She don't give a fuck about Pac. She listening to Babyface, Ray, Sada, fucking Moneybag, Yo. Like, do I like those artists? I absolutely do. But like, do do I have the same affinity or the love or you know the the yearn for their music? No, I I can't say that I do. Yeah, man, that's wild. Um, There's a lot of it was a lot of conversation around the Grammys and Grammy performances and shit. You see the Grammys performance? I absolutely love the performance of WAP. I loved it. I love it. If your daughter walked in, you would love it while she's watching it. Would you? <laughs> would I? Would I love it for her? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's risque. It's a it's a tad they bit. They were bumping coochies on stage. <laughs> they was literally scissoring on stage. It's a little lube with nigga. <laughs> for me, I love it. I first of all, I love WAP as a song. Period. I love that beat. It's some hoes in this house. Like I loved. I love how Meg start off her verses. I love that song. Period. Just point blank. I like it. I like how the city girls rap. I like that shit. But yeah, did I think that performance is a little bit ri- nigga? They had a stripper inside of a glass shoe. They was bumping coochies on a silk bed, and they was singing about wet ass pussy. I love it. I love it. And some of this shit, love be, it. Some of this shit be kind of embarrassing, dog. <laughs> like when you step out of it, like oh, when you step back and take a look at it, it's like man. I remember a time when niggas couldn't get away with shit like this, but I also remember rap videos with niggas using real guns. Where was that at? <laughs> Nigga, Ice-T definitely had videos using guns. On what channel? I mean, the shit would be on the box. So on cable? <laughs> yeah. Not network television. All right. <laughs> you got me there. Like, w- watching the Emmys. Grammys. I mean, the Grammys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that shit not on network television. Uh, I loved it. I love it. I love it. It's a I love Car- Cardi's whole performance was dope as fuck when she went from is up to is stuck to the fucking wop nigga I like to see Meg shaking her ass back and forth with her tongue out I'm I'm here for it and I don't care if it's on network TV I'm here for it 
If you call me up on a Saturday afternoon and I ain't doing shit, you tell me it's ass shaking going on on Jefferson at four o'clock. Well, gonna, if I, if you, I ain't doing shit, I'm going. You gonna feel the same way if you watching it with your kids? I'm probably leave the kids at home, but I'm a, I'm gonna go and enjoy why it. Why wouldn't you? Why would you leave the kids at home? Because it's not it's not for children. All right, that's I know the point that you're getting at. Is, I'm just asking because <laughs> some people be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they gonna see it at some point. Do I do I play WAP in front of my daughters? No, but do I know they've heard the song? Yes. <laughs> Like, it's just the reality of it. I can't mask them from everything as a parent. Hmm. Do I have to divulge it and, like, baptize them in it? No, I don't. Did you understand? Because uh, there was a lot of talk uh, about the, the Grammy performances or whatever. Uh, I was watching um, some, pol- uh, some political YouTube channel and shit. Two white folks, one guy and one woman was talking about it. And, um, like, they were... Having they were simulating lesbian sex moves on the screen, I'm thinking like, yo, these motherfuckers is wilding. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, y'all, y'all kind of ODing with this shit. Then they start playing on the screen. I was, they like, were. I was like, oh shit, they were. <laughs> like, when I, Meg do that little leg flip thing like that. They shit. got it. Then she got start riding. I'm like, like in real, like, I like it though. I like it. So let's talk about censorship. Should there be censorship with anything, whether it be video, whether it be audio, whether it be in print? Like, how do we feel about censorship? Is there, are there, should that be like safe places, unsafe places? Uh, like, how should that work? Because I don't know. And I, I want to kind of. I feel like the world is free. You know what I'm saying? People do what they want, they say what they want. And me as a parent is. You think that's how the world works? Yes, there are consequences for your freedom, but I think people are allowed to say and do what they want to. Now, you don't know. You don't believe that because you talk differently at work. You don't say what you want at work. I don't know. Just hear me out where I'm going with this. You're allowed to. I could come into work and say, man, fuck this bullshit. Y'all suck my dick. But there's also consequences that will come behind it. I probably will not be employed by the end of the day. You can say what you want. You can do what you want. But there are consequences behind those actions. Okay. That's what that's what I'm saying. So when I look at censorship, people can and say do what they want and what they please. I can try and protect my 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 eyes, my families, my children's, but people are going to do and see what they want. Do I think there should there's a time and a place for everything? Is it always should should raunchy shit be playing on TV at nine o'clock at night? Probably not, because children and families are still up. You can essentially watch the the Grammys with your family. The Silk Sonic performance is extremely different from Meg and Cardi's performance. They're still on the same show, but you have two completely different ends of the spectrum. Never heard of Silk Sonic before. Today. That's that's before uh, this week. That's Bruno Mars and and Anderson Pack. They oh. About- that's who that is? Yeah. They're about to drop an album, and Bootsy Collins is supposed to to host the album. Oh. So it's going to be- I've been out the loop. I heard Silk Sonic. I kept I'm like, who the fuck is Silk Sonic? Yeah, that's that's who they are. Okay. So, you know, but their Grammy performance was extremely different than fucking Meg and Cardi, but I mean- So so the reason I'm talking about censorship this week, or censorship generally right now, because uh, on Facebook, Ant got banned again. Um, I got stri- I got Trinidad a, Ant. I got a strike because I said women so toxic and they blocked that shit, deleted it. Say if you make another uh, comment like that, days. we shutting you, we shutting your shit down. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of censorship and restriction online, and I'm trying to figure out where uh, I don't know which side I stand on. I don't I don't think you should be. Um, so this is how I say Facebook, Twitter. 
I think there are a bunch of different cultures and a bunch of, a bunch of different languages and dialects. And I don't think that a, a computer system or algorithm should dictate how black people talk to each other. Right. And because you don't know our colloquialisms, our slang, um, the context of certain things. I do understand that there, you don't want to have a platform that promotes violence or hate speech and all other shit like that. Cause you don't want to get sued. Not right. because you're just a good person. Um, so I get that. So I'm, I was thinking this week, so where do I, where do I kind of like, where do I fall in that? You know what I'm saying? Should there be just safe places on the internet? Like in these particular areas, everybody abides by a certain set of rules. And then once you get into like the adult section, you can do whatever the fuck you want because this is a clear line of demarcation. I mean, that was the point of the TV ratings on television shows like hey you can't play this on network on cable that's different you got to opt in the cable right you got to pay them you paying money to watch these channels but there's still a there was a rating system on the grammys every tv show has a rating yeah, rating i don't think that i don't think that like the bar exists any longer because like what else can you what else can i what else can you show i've seen I've seen I've seen some weird shit on television before. I won't I won't say it, but I've, I've seen some weird shit on network television. I'm like, well, damn, what? Where did? But, but then over time, things that used to be taboo on that. I remember when Roseanne kissed a woman on television, and that shit was a huge deal. But then I also like now we have people in full fledged sexies with with the same sex on television, and people don't blink an eye to it. So, I mean, I think as time goes, like we said with the Grammys, where there has to, there should be an asterisk because as time goes on, people's feelings change. The game it, it changes. It continues to evolve and grow. But, but humans don't change, though. Humans have been the same shit since the beginning of time. So if the times change and you start impacting humans who take and accept information the same way, aren't you making worse humans? Because no, the, 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 the line of perversion has then moved so fucking far that like if you quote unquote normal, the quote unquote normal from the past, if you do that, niggas looking at you like you fucking crazy. Like, what the fuck you mean? Don't be mad because I took my pussy out on television. Mind your fucking business. Like, damn, making my kids watch this show. But if, if you say that, you can't tell me what to do with my body. It's like the line that that used to be a line in the stand because since everybody has differences of opinion. Everybody got a line. Just don't cross mine. Well, that's what I'm trying to get to. Where should be the line? Since everybody got such a differences of opinion, there that's the reason why um like we speak ebonics. We speak we there's different slangs, different things, right? When people say you at work, you put your work voice on and shit like that. Because everybody has come to an understanding that once everybody's code doing, switch, we all do it. That's not where I'm going. Okay. What I'm saying is there's a particular language that people do commerce on. So when I, when I talk a certain way, since everybody's going to be doing business, everybody's going to agree to talk like this while we're conducting business. When you go to the fucking crib, I'm cussing like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I don't know your, your slang colloquialism. So if we can just come in here, we're going to agree to talk at this certain level here. And then once y'all go, y'all can do whatever the fuck. That's like the business business perfect whatever it is you yeah. know what i'm saying so like with television standards with with movie standards or whatever I, I wonder can we get back to a, a, a level of we not trying to offend everybody because everybody got a different level so there's supposed to be some general regularness and then 
you can do whatever you want when you go to the pay side or when you go but, to the but but honestly the FCC has regulations between a certain time and a certain time of the day you can you can air you know certain things without it being like a I know it used to but like facts the, the, I, I am speaking on old facts it, well, it did used to be that way well there are restrictions but what I'm saying is the line on the restrictions keep getting pushed. It's not like it may not. But aren't the lines in, in regular life continue to get pushed? Yeah, the lines the, in everyday shit get pushed. Yeah, that's the whole point. So at some point, it's gonna be chaos and anarchy. I mean, I think we're I think we're rapidly approaching that point. So does somebody change it, or are we like fuck? Are we gonna do it? We just gonna we gonna like too many people have that mindset that I can do what I want when I want. Like how how can you send like? It would be somebody coming in here and telling us, well, we're recording right now at 11 o'clock p.m., so now we can start cussing, but prior to 11 o'clock, our, our language should be PG. We can, come, we can come in here, fuck you, suck my dick. This is my studio. I can do what the fuck I want. You can't censor me. And that's, and that's how people, I, I, I honestly think that's how people move nowadays. The, is there some level of decency? Yes, no, but the, no. it is, but it's Where? very, it's very low. It's like, it's, it's, it's touching the dirt. Man, it's a tough, it's a tough time. It's a, I can, I can And if imagine, you offend the wrong group of people, then they want to cancel you. I can't imagine being a parent right now. Cause like, if you got a certain uh, sensibility that you want to raise your children around or whatnot, like I can't even imagine so I kind of practice something myself personally. Like I remember being young and listening to rap music. My parents allowed me to do that. You know, when back when you had to have a parent to buy an album with a parental sticker on it, my old man definitely walked me into Sam Goody and let me buy a doggy style. And we yeah. listened to it on the ride home. I bought the chronic with my with my pops like and we listened to it on the ride home. He didn't necessarily inside of my room. I could listen to whatever type of crazy ass rap music as loud as the fuck. I could turn it up inside my room. And now we have Dame going wild. We do. But I was raised by by two good black HBCU educated parents that that allowed me to have that freedom. When I'm with my kids, I listen to the shit that I want to listen to. If it has cussing in it, so be it. Now, am I necessarily banging wop in the car? No, but if we listen i've definitely picked my kids up listening to nwa ice cube scarface shit like that and i'd rather have the like when certain things come up i'd rather have the conversation with them myself like let's let's have it now but does the conversation ever come up it does sometimes it does like it i'm just and i'm just speaking just for for me and my family but sometimes it does come up you know even sometimes it may spark a moment between like me and one of my kids because like I, I always had this ongoing joke about my son in the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, I, like I, I got a, I threw out a bet to him, like, if you can recite the first verse of Triumph, these dollars, them is yours. So, like, that's our that's our ongoing our ongoing thing. But it allows me to connect with Obama him. Obamatomically, philosophy. No. Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. Yeah. Come on, man. You wouldn't win my money neither. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a connection base. And, and we don't all, when I'm in the car with my kids, I don't just always listen to hip hop. They put me up on shit I ain't never heard before. It's a song called The Deep End. Like, it's this, it's this young lady that's singing, but it's like she's singing it in like a rap cadence and this shit is dope like sometimes they they hit 
you know, my daughter loved Demi Lovato. Sometimes Billie Eilish. They hit me the shit that I like that's just not in my radar. And I can do the same thing with them. It allows us to share. It allows an exchange of ideas. And, yeah, if somebody says something crazy on the record, I've had had one of my kids asking, like, Dad, what does he mean by that? And, like, we can have a uh, – age-appropriate conversation about the bars inside of a song and you know i know the world is full of niggas that don't, that's not a safe space for them they cussing they shooting they robbing they doing different things i'd rather put them up on game let them have a spotty senses up at least know what to look for understand when you hear because that's how we learn like we was you you and i can both say like we was out in the streets at a certain age like exploring, riding bikes, walking neighborhoods, riding on the bus. Like to get to get home from school every day, that was an hour-long drive that I was on the Grand River bus. And the shit that I saw on the bus, like that that helped get, get them spidey senses together. Yeah. That was also not an option. That was the only option. That's the only – because my, my parents work 9 to 4, and I'm in school from 7.30 to 3.30. Well, if you're going to get to school and you're going to get home – this is this is the only option. Yeah. I mean, like times were different that time as well, because like there was no way to communicate. There was no cell phones popping. You know what I'm saying? It's cell like, phones didn't get popping until like after I graduated high school. I got a, I got I, one in high school. I had a cell phone in high like, school, but it was like a big block joint. Yeah. And you like, used that bitch just for emergencies. Because you bought minutes on yeah, it. It wasn't yeah. like um but like nights and weekends was a thing. Free nights and weekends was a fucking thing. Um it's interesting, man. Um, like so I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to, 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 to come to a determination of where I think there should be some form of restriction or no restrictions. Um, like no restrictions would be beneficial or it'll make my life easier. Cause I can say what the fuck I want to, but what I you don't say what you want to say anyway. I don't. When? When we get here, you say what the fuck you want to say. I, I, you get a mild version of it. It's certain shit I'm not gonna say because I just can't say um, on mic or 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 just in society. Period. If I told motherfuckers, what, well, matter of fact, no one says everything that's on their mind. Okay, I get that too. Because you know if I'm I saying? if I did, probably no, I wouldn't have no friends. Even if you've been married to your wife for thirty years, you got shit that you ain't never said to your wife that you would think because of, you love her and you gonna spare her, yeah. and she feel the same way about you, or some shit that you just not, like. Nigga, you could be you had a heart of a murder. Like nigga, cross you out in public or on the on the way home. You be like, man, I will kill your whole fucking family. Now you won't say that shit out loud, but that's some shit that you said. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, cut you off on the lodge. Ah, shoot this whole motherfucker. Girl. I'll shoot this bitch up, and you couldn't mean it in that very moment. But if you said that shit out loud, niggas look at you like, yo, what's going on here? <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Take a chill uh, pill, big fella. I don't, know, man. It's a it's a it's a it's a tough balance, man. Because like, what I w- what will be easier for me to accept and how to maneuver is I don't necessarily know that it's is better for the society overall because I know niggas will overdo everything and we're overdoing everything now. Niggas gonna nick. You know what I'm saying? Or people because humans act the same. Like no matter what throughout history niggas is not acting different now. Like they'll get something they'll abuse it or Fear makes people do act a certain way or land, food, water, like whatever, whatever you want to point the, the finger at. We've abused and it. it's nothing new under the sun. These aren't like whatever feelings that you got towards your mate or whatever. I know. Oh, nigga, they have Facebook, whatever. Insert. Take the name of it away. Someone still cheated it. prior to Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Or if it was nigga, I was writing 
I was writing letters, nigga. Niggas <laughs> you know was probably saying? a little bit more calculated before like the internet and shit, because you had to move way differently with a house phone. Well, he was writing letters. Fuck the phone. And the motherfucker sitting in the bedroom reading your letters and shit, hanging on bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you was in middle school and elementary school, nigga. Nigga, high write, school. High school. Write them fucking letters, my nigga. <laughs> high school. <laughs> and, and I got a lot of coochie passed through me through a letter in the hallway. You write a letter as a dope, it works too. I don't know, man. This censorship is interesting, man. I, I, I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a right because there's so many different people and there's so many different circumstances. I don't know. There is a way to, 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 to come up with the best way for everybody. So I think there should just be, I think everybody should give think of some of the wild censorships that we've tried, to, that we've lived through. Uh, see, Dolores Tucker was correct. Rap <laughs> music is bad. <laughs> she was. It's bad. It influences people negatively. As much as I love, this is my favorite John. We just got finished talking about how how great this shit is, nigga. That shit bad. I like listening to music about niggas, hoes, guns, drugs. Like that's the shit that I like. And if and to be perfectly honest, I probably shouldn't have been listening to that shit. At, at when I'm ten years old, walking to school, I shouldn't be talking about when I met you last night, baby. Before you open up your gap, like I should not have been rapping that nigga, shit as a ten year old. Play that part. Play that song on a party anywhere and watch watch the whole room sing along. Yeah, but I also think that because we did shit when we was little, we think that shit is okay. But our parents okay some of that shit. My parents ain't know what the fuck I was listening to. <laughs> Them niggas did not know I had, had a fucking snoop in my. That was a tape I got from a cousin that we stuck the paper in. Like I, I, I fit, that's the that's the way I got that's the way I got straight out of Compton. I got straight out of Compton on the cassette, nigga. I had a fucking. Uh, Kool-Aid, Walkman, and I would put my Walkman on and just like Look, put that shit up as loud as I could. Niggas ain't know that. My body, they bought me an MC Hammer CD. <laughs> I mean, a, a tape. <laughs> That's about it. Nigga, <laughs> I always say the first time I heard Ice Cube like screaming into the mic, like nigga, I was hooked. I was fucking hooked. Any tape of rap music and shit I got, nigga, that shit got dubbed and it came from one of my cousins. Facts. Or my brother. You know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he was older. He three years older, so he can go out and get shit. Or then when they started selling tapes at like the gas station, you know what I'm saying? There ain't no parental advice. And they get, it's a, it's you a, got $10, you can have a fucking tape. 10? I'm just, I'm just giving an <laughs> arbitrary price. I'm just No, nah, they gave it like two fifty Because <laughs> there was dubs, you know what I'm saying? Yes. There was bootlegs. Not, sometimes the, the gas station had the real shit. Sometimes. Not or like... Or if you're just going to get it here, we're just going to tax you. Well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? When they start selling CDs and shit like that. That's no. when they was taxing. But like when niggas were selling tapes, no, nah, nigga, all that shit was dubbed. Yeah. Because the, the insert was a piece of paper. <laughs> nigga, I done went to fucking Chauncey's and bought Jay-Z album two weeks before it came out on, nigga, just a regular Sandy disc with with, with a uh, with some nigga marking the name on the cover. Yeah, I got a version of a Nas album. Some of these songs on this album. I, dogs barking? Yeah, I ain't never heard that shit before. Nigga, I didn't have the, uh, the official ether for years. I thought that the dogs barking was in the fucking song <laughs> facts nigga I, I i didn't know i thought that was just in the song i remember when he dropped project window on like uh the lost tapes i got a, a nas album that i bought off a nigga in cast for twenty dollars i bought a tape off of that nigga twenty dollars twenty dollars he had the new nas like a month before it came out and it's got, a lot of fucking money it's got songs on that tape that i never heard nas put out on the album it was worth it man i wish i had all my mixtape cds dog 
I still got some of mine in the basement. You know, if you if you back in the day you had to carry that motherfucking CD case, car get broke into it, all your all your shit gone. Music just just devastated. That's fucked up. Niggas take your whole music. First of all, like, I had that shit happen to me. I just didn't lock my car in the back in the back of my house. A nigga came through the alley and took all my CDs. Like I had a took big, the sleeve up above yeah. the visor. Like nigga, you either fifty or hundred CDs is gone. Like all of your music is fucking gone, my nigga. Fuck an iPod. Cause like Fuck back an the, iPod. Back in the day, you know, we remember we had Kamal Smith on and shit. He used to have a a, a little in the mix, in the mix, in the mall, on the little kiosk, in the mix. I CDs. would go in there and get this. The first time I heard um, Shine rap on, if I was signed up, if I was signed up, if I can do it again, I signed the Def Jam. No, fuck us, I'm saying Puff the Bex Man. What was that? What song was that? Is I that, start my life from scratch. Yeah, but like months before that shit came. That was in the summertime. That shit came out on the mix CD. All them fucking, man. All the, Ma- <laughs> all the, the Machiavelli the 1, Machiavelli 2. Mac- Come on, man. It was six Machiavelli albums. Come man. on, man. I heard disses. I heard them niggas dissing the Fugees. I heard a nigga dissing everybody, dog. I feel bad for Pot. I feel bad for Pot because everything. Niggas just bled that catalog. They bled it to death. Everything that that nigga ever recorded that was in anybody's studio, they released that shit. And what none of that shit ever supposed to hit a lot of day, nigga. He get a, he get a bad rap. He always rapping Hennessy and uh, Enemy and Hennessy. I'm like he said and officially in a song one time. Y'all heard, y'all heard shit. Y'all heard reference tracks. Y'all heard y'all, reference tracks. Y'all heard ideas that like sometimes. I this, heard the, the, this bar don't go with this song, but if I put it in this song, it works. It works and fits perfectly. I've heard the original versions of Hit 'Em Up. Like if you listen to Hit 'Em Up, the the version that's out now. You can tell that they stopped it and cut it out, and then his voice is silent, and then his voice kicks back in. They cut different shit out. Y'all think that shit is bad now? <laughs> like, listen to listen to um listen his to flow change up so many times on Hit 'Em Up. If you listen to um, I said Macavell, yeah, listen to Hit 'Em Up. Before we always say my fofo, make sure all those kids know he was talking, and when they turn that shit on, he like in mid sentence when he say that shit. If, listen to that motherfucker again, y'all listening? Go listen to that shit right now. They just spliced it together. That nigga was hey, but that's how it was done. Nigga said, we, Tell the brat to keep her mouth my, her mouth closed before she get tossed up by the motherfucking outlaws. Heard the Fugees were trying to do me. I cut your face, bitch. This ain't no fucking movie. Like Pac was. T- he was he was having a vent session on everybody. Like he was he was just in a different space. But y'all y'all don't love this hip hop shit, man. That nigga, y'all Pac don't love was, it. You know, Pac was he came out so angry because when he was in prison in uh in New York at Clinton Correctional, he would hear them niggas making fun of him on the radio. Dog. The West Coast niggas making talking about their slang, their accents. They said, um, uh, tribe called Quest. All them niggas was hoeing him and shit. But then when I see him in person, it's Q-tip and everybody like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, no, nah, nigga, I was here. I heard you niggas. Y'all didn't know I could hear y'all. The beef was intense. They were shooting at niggas when they did when they dropped New York, New York. Man, they anyway, were shooting at niggas. I don't know. They man. think New York been soft ever since Snoop came through and crushed the building. Uh, I'm hooked up. What you need? Uh, I do, man. Somebody. Uh, Somebody sent in a voice note, man, wanted to play this shit. Okay. I just, I, just, I literally just remembered that shit, dog. Shout out to them, whoever sent the voice note. Rob Silver. <laughs> oh, shout out to Rob Silver. I love Rob. And he be dropping a lot of good articles also. Yeah, let's say. Fan of, friend of the show. Let's hear what uh, Rob got to say. Rest in peace to the God marvelous Marvin Hagler. Absolutely. Since 1977, when I first started watching boxing, 
He's one of the five to ten greatest fighters of that time. Say it again. And despite the fact that he broke my heart, because anybody who knows me knows my favorite fighter of all time is the Detroit God, Thomas Hearns. He broke my heart that night when he knocked out Hearns in one of the greatest fights in the history of boxing. That's a fact. Nevertheless, the man was a sensational fighter. The man was a great fighter. One of the greatest chins in boxing history. One of the greatest boxer punches of all time. He adjusted his style to your style. If you was a boxer from the outside like Hearns was, he'd 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 force you into a firefight. If you ran... If, if you were a slugger, he'd box you from the outside and batter you with that cannon of a right jab, greatest softball right jab in the history of the sport, and hit you with, with uh, blazing combinations, a tremendous fighter. The only other softball on his level was the legendary and another man that died way too young, Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker. Facts. And one last comment. On the Oscars, brothers, can you explain to me how two actors in a leading role in Judas and the Black Messiah, instead of getting Best Actor nominations for the Oscars, got Best Supporting Actor nominations? Doesn't make sense to me. Hope you guys could shed some light on why this shit happened. <laughs> Shout out to the Talk homie to you brothers soon. Shout out to the homie Rob Silver, man. Shout out to I, Rob. I, I enjoy his commentary every week on Twitter, our, our back and forths. I know he's an avid listener of the show. Shout out to him, man. I love him. Man, I'm so glad I remembered to play that because I did not mention um, the passing of Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Um, we are huge boxing fans. Huge so boxing fans. My story about why I'm a huge boxing fan is directly tied to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Because the first fight that I can ever remember watching was the super fight, which was Marvin Hagler versus Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray. Um, I watched that tape on VHS when I was a child. Yep. Same here. I still have the actual, the original cassette with the original box and everything. I'm pretty sure it's probably worth a couple of dollars, Um, but I still originally have it. I watched that fight so many times. Like the reason that I love boxing was Marvin and Ray Leonard. The reason I would love boxing with Rob said it, Pernell Whitaker. I remember being a young man and watching like Pernell Whitaker fights with my dad when boxing would come on HBO and Showtime. <laughs> I remember being like too young to stay up late and he would tape the bo- he would tape the boxing matches for me so I could go back and like watch him the same watch him the next day. Like that's how I fell in love with boxing was watching Pernell Whitaker and, and a lot of these great fighters like in comparing you know, who was our favorite fighters like in conversations to my old dude, man. That's how I loved and grew up loving boxing. Man, I I, I had so much respect for Marvin Hagler is because um, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Um, and I, I stress that because they wouldn't call him marvelous. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my, they, that's they my went nickname. Out of, they went out of their way not to call him that because he was a black man. So he changed his fucking name to marvelous Marvin Hagler. So they had no fucking choice but to say my fucking name. Call me by my name. And I didn't like when I think when he first won the belt like they was throwing, I forget what happened but they was like throwing shit in the ring like he never got his his Never got his respect. To like bask in winning a championship because they was like it's it's heartbreaking. 
It was a lot of disrespect. It was heartbreaking. And I watched that fight. I watched that fight so many times. Uh, he feel he's won that fight. But like every time I used to watch it, I thought somebody else won it. Like it was that close. You know what I'm saying? It was that good. It was that close. It was that good. And um, he didn't like the outcome of that fight. So he took his ball. He went home. Said, fuck you niggas. I retired and never fought again. Can you imagine that? You're at the top. And he was at the top of his game. That's too. a principal person. Like, fuck you niggas. I won that shit. I'm not fucking with y'all no more. Y'all it did meant me, it. Y'all did me wrong. And I'm never coming back. Went to France. <laughs> Nigga went to Paris. And I'm never coming back here. Man, rest in peace, man, to a, a whole legend. Like a whole entire legend. Facts. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. One of the reasons I love the, the, the Absolutely. science um, of boxing. One, if Rob ever make a trip up here from uh, New York, we definitely got to have him in. And we can, we just can call have him call him. We can have him call in. I, I, I just want to talk in. straight boxing. Yeah, Nothing sure. else. Straight been, uh, boxing. I've been mentioning. So listen to Rob Podcast World Championship Boxing on Facts. all your podcasts. Uh, joint teaser. Rob is a Rob's a big man in the, in the, in that game. You feel me? Respected. Uh, and he knows what he's talking about. I love talking boxing um, with people. You I, know, I just I, love boxing. I got to talk boxing with Royce uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Um, I forget why something came up, and um, and I got. I'm like, man, you know, I've been wanting to talk boxing with you for a long time. Actually, <laughs> uh, I love I love talking boxing with people who who who, understand. who love who who love boxing yeah. who understand the science yeah, and not you pay per view watching niggas the, who only watch when everybody else watching. Like I'm talking about the Tuesday night fights, the Friday night fights, <laughs> the. The, all the pe- like, Saturday on, afternoon man. on ABC and it's boxing on. Guess what? I'm watching it. I watch some form of boxing content every day. I follow all the YouTube channels. To like, I, I literally watch. I watch niggas arguing about boxing like every you know, single day. There's some dudes on uh, IG uh, boxing with AK. I can't. Uh, Aki. Yeah, yeah. I I watch that. Yeah, Aki. And when I, they had I, to pull up. Yeah. Nick was talking shit about Zab. They pulled up to his job with him. Yeah. Talk um, that shit now. I fuck with everything, man. So I love uh, boxing. You got a whose man's is this this week? Yeah, let's get into it. Or whose man's is this? Is uh, our president in chief? Did you see the video? Oh, this nigga sliding up them steps. He fell three times. Joe is old. Three times, my he's nigga. old. You you fell up the steps three times. You ain't even been president ninety days. Has it been ninety? Probably. No, January. January 20th. When okay, you so you ain't even been president 90 days, Joe. 20, 60, shit. <laughs> Come on, man. You looking weak out here. Like my nigga. You looking weak. Damn, you fell three times. <laughs> Whose man's is this? <laughs> Somebody get that nigga a hand. Like, remember, remember a couple years, not even a couple years ago, they was talking shit about, uh, what well, was laughing at uh, 45 because he was like using the handrail to go up there. Joe, grab the fucking handrail, my nigga. Hold it on both sides. We need to it's get one. there for a reason. We need to get that nigga one of them uh, the motorized chairs? <laughs> yeah, to go up sideways. Come on, man. <laughs> he was looking weak. Singer fell three times and then tried to jog that shit up like my nigga. After the first, like, God Are them damn. steps that slippery? Joe, did you like scrape your shoes on a concrete like you supposed to do with some good hard bottoms? That nigga built like Mr. Burns. <laughs> this nigga probably all skin probably all fucking a nigga bruise we ain't gonna see Joe for about a month dog this nigga is funny dog that shit is funny did you see the uh, somebody put a clip together of Donald Trump hitting a golf ball 
and hit it. He hit that bitch three times. <laughs> Every time, it, like, you know, niggas is wilding, dog. And who's mad? Get this nigga some fucking hell. Where the fuck was Kamala? Get that nigga some Tims, okay? Give <laughs> <laughs> them soft, them soft, them soft, them weak Tims. Give us some weak Tims. Maybe he had a, he had a, a stronger base, but double on Andre. Uh, with some Tims, he'd have got up there. But don't do. Like y'all, y'all can't do y'all nigga too old. Man, you don't let no eighty year old nigga walk up the steps by him. Someone get fuck he the president or not. Man, help that man. In any other situation, if you saw a senior citizen walking up the steps, you go get up under his armpit, scoop him a little bit. Niggas in Yugoslavia laughing the fuck out like, look at that president. Because they know he weak. Niggas, you don't see Putin falling down the steps. Niggas had a fucking fit when Brock came out with a brown suit. These niggas is crying laughing. They're like crush him <laughs> mother <Russia. laughs> the weak americans they cannot even their their master cannot he ain't my master but you know you know kim jong probably laughing at that nigga, that nigga I, I saw the secretary of defense said we ready to go when we ready to go to war with north korea right now that's what he said he said right now all right Right now, yeah, well, good old Joe, he, he dropped some bombs before before sixty days in. <laughs> nigga bombed Syria quick than a motherfucker. Nigga fired some of his old staff, his uh, White House staff, for smoking weed. Did he? Mm-hmm. Bitch, let him let him get high. I should be able to like if I got to go back to work, I should be able to smoke weed with the niggas that smoke cigarettes. Let me get high. Let me read you the headline. So you know, um, he really fired niggas for getting high. Was they on the job or something? Uh, the headline reads from the New York Post Biden White House fires staffers over past marijuana use that was the report Um, so I was reading a little bit more into it I guess um, people who admitted that they smoke weed during their um, clearance process got fired I mean I guess he's a man about his principles I just think that shit weak as fuck I'm like it's it's, it's like it's, I don't understand this country sometimes. Like half the country is you can smoke weed, and the other half you going to jail if you got it. Like nigga, in the city of Detroit, nigga, you can walk around with an ounce, up to an ounce. Yeah. But nigga, ounce and a half, nigga, you going to jail? Like this is just, <laughs> ounce, ounce and another eighth. Nigga, nigga, I can have I can have a gun and weed on me, and it be straight. But if I was in a different state, I'm going to prison. I'm not gonna see my family. But you, you could also have some problems here, depending on how you carrying that gun and that weed. But I, we got the ability. Yes, we do have the ability where I can have my Glock in the car and a blunt. Yeah, you can't get a you 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 can't do that in New York City. Nah, because a, re- no. a regular civilian you can't get a CCW. Yeah. You got a it's a special cases where niggas gives. So if you got some weed and a gun, you going bye to bye. jail, my. You going to Rikers, my nigga. Bye bye, nigga. You going to Rikers? Yeah. Quite. They they said they raped Tupac in Rikers. So, I mean, it's a, it's a wild place. First off, don't 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 put no salt on that man. Name. You know, that's that's Tupac said in in in, in the vibe interview. They they tried him in Rikers. That's they he one hundred percent did not say that. Uh, I I will look for the article by next week. He hold niggas for saying that about him. That's why he dissed Chino XL because Chino XL they started to start rumors when I was when I was locked up. He did not say that that happened. I remember John Sink. I don't want to say John Singleton in one draft of the Tupac movie. That's how they wanted to start the movie yeah. off with him getting raped at yeah. Rikers. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I thought that was some whole shit from John. Was it John Singleton? I'm pretty I'm about 95% sure it was. So, because John didn't do the movie. Um, the, 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 the script that he had, he did. 
Like, so he wrote a script for it or whatever. And it was like, he wanted to start it off with, uh, it was some weird shit he wanted to do with Phoenix Shakur too. It was like, what are you, no, nigga, we not doing it. And um, somebody else got the movie. The Tupac movie wasn't done to my satisfaction. I Neither. didn't watch it, but I, it, it could never be done to your satisfaction. Because I lived it. Yeah. I lived it. I lived That's it. That's why I haven't watched it. I remember, I remember like watching MTV News and they announced that Tupac had died. I remember it. All right. <sighs> All right. We off that. I got a music pick of the week. Uh, it's by Detroit's newest super group, 101. Uh, Ron Dance, Marv One. And Ro Spit, they dropped the album. Uh, the album is fucking good. It's just fucking good rap music. My music pick of the week is Spirit Don't Fly Here off of uh, the 101 album. And this shit goes, man. right before we started and I'm gonna have to get into it next week from Detroit Will 619 uh he's put out a lot of a lot of quality content too we was gonna have him in here before the pandemic happened we probably need to get him back on the schedule let him fall through uh you know we we work with his pops but he dropping a look a lot of good quality solid music a lot of good solid visuals and I like his shit so uh get out of listen to Detroit Will 619 and that's all I got all right man is it uh I feel like I, I ask every week like nope like I don't know what fucking time it is, but is it uh time for the benediction? It is. Hold on, we gotta start you gotta start with the drops. Alright, that feels better. Uh yo, we back like cook crack. It's your man Dame Gone Wild on IG, Dame Gone Wild on Twitter, drop the I at me. If you talk to me, I'll talk back. You know, I've been having a lot of interesting conversations on Twitter, and I'm not going to put no- nobody out there, but a lot of y'all ladies get brave in the DMs, and I like it. Uh, not to say that, you know, I'm going to entertain everything that fall that way, but I like the bravery. Uh, but it's your man Dame Gone Wild. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you are at. It is Shop Talk Podcast. You can't censor me because this is my my shit. And that's all I got. Shop Talk Pod ain't nothing to fuck with. Yo, Shop Talk Podcast, 253 episodes. Man, we coming up on five years, dog. We gotta do something big for the five years. We, we, you we know gotta, what I was thinking, man? Like, we should have another, like, when the world open back up, we need to have another party like we did for your birthday. Um, I don't know if the world will open up before June, uh, but the idea we was kicking about. Yeah. Niggas is not really ready, dog. I've been getting ready all week, and I'm going to continue getting ready. But five years is coming, June. 
Can you believe that shit, nigga? Nah, man. This really started off as a, I thought it was going to be a one weekend thing. Five years is coming up. I did. We got I, some I shit. I did my boy a solid is what I thought. We got some shit coming up for your ass, man. I'm telling you, shit's about to change. Shit is about to change. Shout out to y'all for fucking with us. Um, I'm not racist. <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, yo, an- another shout out I wanted to give is like, it's some good quality rap music coming around, coming out from people around us. D-Rick, Weez, this 101, Secret Garden, La Familia, Name Tag, The Twins. I don't want to up fucking uh, Aunt P, Fomatic. You know, just just the whole camp. Nigga, fourth quarter, thank God for Dame. And God made dirt the documentary. They dropping. Like, it's it's quality shit coming out of Shop Talk Podcast and the shit that we are associated with. We got our hands in a lot of good shit, man. That's a fact, man. But when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. Fuck I'm yeah. not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but... but- Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.